and everybody wants to have great six-pack abs. Everybody wants to have these great toned arms, these great legs, these great arms, these great shoulders. They don't want the double chin that I have. They don't want, you know, the fat, the fatness in your cheeks like I have. They, they, they're trying to do their best to um, not have all that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, some people, you know, it's, it's, it's self-esteem, guys. It's about your self-esteem. It's about how you see yourself. And it's not about social pressures. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. Good afternoon and welcome to the elephant in the room, a love letter to mental health. And I am your host. I am Adrian Michelle Freeman. And this week we're talking about eating disorders. And I guess you're saying, well, an eating disorder wouldn't fall into mental health. You would be surprised in how the weight loss industry is a seven billion dollar industry and with it being in the billions it, at some point it's going to it affects the way we do business every day it affects the way we sleep eat dress talk it affects every part of our daily lives because without food without energy you can't do anything so i want to just dive real quick into eating disorders but before we do that there are a couple of things i just want to mention off top I see where Cardi B came out with a pair of tennis shoes and they've sold out. Cardi B, if you don't know, had partnered with Reebok and she designed three different styles of tennis shoes and they've all sold out. I know on Macy's website, they're sold out. Reebok, Finish Line, and Foot Locker. Those websites um, have don't have them. If you go and look, they're sold out. Big shout out to Cardi B for going into the clothing line industry now. Because, you know... You, you, people wonder, how long can you rap? I mean, really? I mean, how long can you can you stay rapping and still move units like Cardi did when she first debuted? You have to be able to diversify and be able to be different. She's been in movies. She's been in television. You know, so the next, the next obvious thing would be to, to jump into clothing because everybody wants a pair of kicks. And they are really cute. I might have to get me a pair. And they're only a hundred dollars. Now I know you guys are saying only a hundred. You know that's still a lot of money, Adrian. But when you look at bases of other tennis shoes and how they are priced, hundred dollars is not a bad price for a pair of tennis shoes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it is not bad at all. And let me see, Donald Trump on Twitter, he basically kind of conceded, but he said the, the election was rigged and, and, and the um, and them far left Democrats had something to do with the election being rigged. He finally came out and said Biden won, but he's not going to concede. I need him to make some decisions before January 20th because that's when the inauguration is. And that's where I plan to be watching TV all day long. So I need um, President Trump, because I respect that he still is the president. I need him to go ahead and concede. I need the White House to do the transition. I need all that stuff to go on. That's just me. Because we as a nation are a laughing stock. You know, people look at us around the world and like, are you serious right now? What is going on? You know, he wants to sue, sue Georgia. He wants to sue Pennsylvania. He wants to sue Arizona. 
and they're throwing them out left and right. You know, if it's a constitutional issue, then the Supreme Court will hear it. But if it's not under the guise of the Supreme Court and it doesn't fall against the Constitution, then nobody's not going to hear that. So we need to, as a nation, move on into the recovery and all the things that President Biden said he was going to do, I need him to do. I really do. I really need him to go ahead and start healing this country and getting us back to being, you know, one people, not based off of race and gender and, and all this vitriol and all this evilness that's been spread. I need him to um, bring the country back together. So now that I've brought those two points up, let's jump into anorexia really quick. And let me go ahead and read what anorexia is, and then I'm going to jump into the other eating disorder, and then I'm going to jump into causes and environment and things of that nature. So here we go. Anorexia. People with anorexia will deny themselves food to the point of self-starvation as they obsess about weight loss. With anorexia, a person will deny hunger and refuse to eat. They practice binge eating and purging behaviors or they exercise to the point of exhaustion as they attempt to limit, eliminate, or burn their calories. But see, anorexia can take a physical toll. Very low food intake and inadequate nutrition causes a person to become very thin. The body is forced to slow down and conserve this energy, causing irregularities in your menstruation, causing constipation and abdominal pain and irregular heartbeat, low blood pressure, dehydration, and trouble sleeping. Some people with anorexia might binge eat and then purge, have purging behaviors while others only restrict eating. And when we say they binge, binge meats for, for eating disorder purposes, they eat a corpious amount of food in a very short time. I'm going to try to give you an example. Let's say they eat two whole pizzas and 12 chicken wings and a gallon of two gallons of ice cream. And then they have like a three liter soda. And then they may have five or six bananas and they may do this in 30 minutes. So they're eating all that amount of food in 30 minutes. And then when the, um, the purging part comes is when they force their bodies to expel that food. They may have excessive exercise, excessive laxative use, or they just vomit excessively. They make themselves throw up, which causes acid reflux because you are really, you are really literally burning your esophagus is what you're doing when you throw up like that. And it causes acid reflux. It causes heart arrhythmia because you're putting a lot of stress in your heart. You're eating like that, then you're forcing your body to take it out and not even consume the nutrients that are in the food or absorbing your body. You're forcing them right back out. But I'm gonna give you some emotional symptoms of anorexia, which does make this a mental health issue. Emotional symptoms of anorexia can mean Irritability, social withdrawal, lack of mood or emotion, 
not able to understand the seriousness of the situation, a fear of eating in public, and obsessions with food and exercise. Often food rituals are developed or whole categories of food are eliminated from the person's diet out of fear of being fat. They have a real, people with anorexia have a real body dysmorphia image. They, 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 they're, they look, they're emaciated and, and then they think they weigh three, 400 pounds when they weigh 70, 80, 90 pounds. And their relationship with food is just detrimental. Now here is the next eating disorder. And this one's very interesting because it has a little bit to do with anorexia, but it's a whole separate eating disorder. And it's called bulimia. People living with bulimia will feel out of control when they binge on very large amounts of food over short periods of time, hence anorexia. And then desperately try to rid themselves of the extra calories by forced vomiting, abusing laxatives, and excessive exercise, which is what some people do with anorexia. This becomes a repeating cycle that controls many aspects of a person's life and has a very negative effect both emotionally and physically. People living with bulimia are usually of normal weight or even a bit overweight. People that have bulimia are not tend to be obese, such as myself. I'm considered by medical professionals to be um, severely obese, which means I have a BMI over 30%. But that's another, that's another topic we'll talk about, BMI's body mass index. Like anorexia, bulimia will um, inflict the physical inflict physical damage. The binging and purging can severely harm parts of your body involved in eating and digesting. Your teeth are damaged by the frequent vomiting. Acid reflux, like I mentioned with the um, anorexia, is also common. The excessive purging can cause dehydration. It kills the body's electrolytes, which leads to cardiac arrhythmias, heart failure, and even death. And we're going to jump right into the causes. Eating disorders are very complex. That's just, you know, those, that little bit of information I gave you, they're very, very, very complex. And scientists are still studying the causes. Although eating disorders all have food and weight loss issues in common, most experts believe that eating disorders are caused by people attempting to cope with overwhelming feelings and painful emotions by controlling food. Unfortunately, this will eventually damage a person's physical and emotional health, self-esteem, and their sense of control. Genetics. People with first-degree relatives, siblings, or parents with an eating disorder are more apt to have an eating disorder. I find that to be very, 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 very interesting. Very interesting. That first-generation, first-generation families that have had an eating disorder, that your children are likely, or your your, your, your closest relatives, nieces, nephews are, are likely to end up with an eating disorder. 
I find it to be very, very fascinating. And it's only with diagnosed with women. Now, we're not saying that men don't get it, but what I am saying, men are probably misdiagnosed. They're probably, you know, they're just underdiagnosed because they don't think boys have those kind of image problems that little girls have. But I'm going to read some more to you and just let you, let you all be the judge of that. Environment. Cultural pressures that idealize a particular biotype place undue pressure on people to achieve unrealistic standards. Pop culture and the media images often tie thinness for women, masculinity for men, popularity, success, beauty, and happiness. Here's where I'm getting ready to go bananas right now. I'm getting ready to take you to the top of the coconut tree. For so long, so many little young girls looked at Britney Spears and thought Britney Spears was this ideally had this perfect body and girls were just binging and purging, not eating, excessive exercising, vomiting, throwing up, you know, controlling what they could do as far as eating. The relationship with food, food gives you energy. Food, you know, gives you nutrients. It helps you to able to move along in your day-to-day processes. So little girls saw Britney Spears, little girls saw Beyonce Knowles, Carter, and they just went bananas and thought, that's the perfect body. I want that body. Young boys see these these boys with these abs like Usher, Justin Bieber, and, and they want to turn around and they want to work in the gym and have abs and then they don't eat and then what they do eat, they feel guilty about thinking they're fat and then they go in the bathroom and they throw up. And then they have all kind of other issues. Like I said, your teeth, you know, your trachea, all that, your larynx, it rots. You create acid reflux. You create heart issues. And it just takes a, a toll on your self-esteem because that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic what the media does. You know, when you look at genes, everybody's skinny. Everybody's got this perfect shape. Everybody wants this Kardashian butt they talk about. Everybody wants to have this great 24, 36, 24, whatever ideal shaped body you're supposed to have, a Coke bottle shape, I guess is what they call it now. You know, but I'm going to say this. Milk does a body good, and I am built just like a milk carton. And people drink milk every day. Some people are allergic, but some people drink milk every day. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Everybody wants a Coke bottle shape. Some people like Gatorade. Some people drink milk. And on, on a good day, I'm shaped like both of them. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too much into that and get on my soapbox. But for a long time, I thought that I wanted to just have this great body and would go to the gym. And then when I didn't see the results that I thought I should get, then I would go and sit down and eat and just be disgusted. And then. You fall into that trap and you just eat and eat and eat. Excuse me. You just eat and eat and eat. And then you, you know, and then you say, oh, I'm going to exercise tomorrow and you never do. Or I'm going to try this tomorrow and you never do. Or I'm going to do that tomorrow and you never do. And you just look, look at the way social media, you know, people are half damn near naked on social media. 
And everybody wants to have great six-pack abs. Everybody wants to have these great toned arms, these great legs, these great arms, these great shoulders. They don't want the double chin that I have. They don't want, you know, the fat, the fatness in your cheeks like I have. They, they, they're trying to do their best to um, not have all that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, some people, you know, it's, it's, it's self-esteem, guys. It's about your self-esteem. It's about how you see yourself. And it's not about social pressures. You know, young girls, like I said, when Britney Spears hit the scene and when Beyonce hit the scene, we just went crazy. We all thought, you know, we wanted to have a body like that, be built like that, have big, strong, firm backsides and all that. But everybody's made differently. And everybody's special. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. Do not let social media, do not let peer pressure get people out here having unrealistic expectations about how you're supposed to look. And then again, food. I'm not saying you're supposed to sit here and you're supposed to starve yourself. But what I am going to say is there's nothing wrong with healthy eating. There's nothing wrong with eating within moderation. There's nothing wrong with just having a balance. You know, if you want... A hamburger, get a hamburger, but don't get a hamburger seven days, um, seven days in a row. Don't don't get a hamburger seven days in a row. You know, um, my issue is I drink a lot of sodas and I create a lot of sugar and does a lot to my kidneys. So what I have been able to do by my doctor's request, I mix half Coke Zero and half regular Coke. So I mix them together and then I wean myself out of the regular Coke into Coke Zero. And then hopefully I can go from Coke Zero to Diet Coke and then I can wean away the Coke Zero and drink the Diet Coke. And then hopefully I can eliminate Diet Coke and be done with sodas in that fashion. Um, that's hard because I've drank sodas for 30 years. And when I saw a video a friend sent me that a soda can clean um, a car battery, I was mortified. I never, ever, 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 ever saw anything like that in my life. And then I had another friend send me a video where it just disintegrated a chicken bone. Again, never, ever, 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 ever had I seen anything like that in my life. And I'm like, and like Michelle, if they're doing that, to chicken bones and to battery acids. What do you think they're doing to the insides of your body? That's why I wear dentures now because of the deterioration of my teeth. Not just poor health care, but just poor eating habits. And then my soda and the sugar, that's why my teeth deteriorated. That's why I wear dentures now. I've worn dentures for five years. And I'm and I'm not I'm not ashamed. I just tell you that to help some people so, you know, sodas are not good for you. They are, 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 they are really bad. Not just the sugar, but what they can do to your bodies and how they just, they, they, they wreak havoc on your kidneys and on your pancreas. I spoke about peer pressure. I spoke about young girls wanting to be like Beyonce. I spoke about young girls wanting to be like Britney Spears and then the bullying. I didn't speak about bullying or ridicule. Because of your size or your weight. 
Now, I was never big in high school. I weighed 120 when I graduated high school when I was 18. And I thought I was a pretty decent size. I, I, I didn't know. But then again, I let myself go a long way. I just kind of let myself go and I just ate and I just drank. I didn't exercise. I'm very bad. A habit that I'm working on really hard is eating and then going to bed. I'm the world's worst. I don't know where that, that comes from. But I eat and go to bed acting like a, like a little infant or something. I know babies, they drink a bottle and they go to bed. And I do the same thing. I eat food and I go to bed, which is not good because once I eat, I need to be moving around and being more physical, more active. But like I said, that's something that I'm working on. Like I'm working on the sodas. Everything is always a work in progress. Nothing happens overnight. Emotional health. Perfectionism, impulsive behaviors, and difficult relationships can all contribute to lowering a person's self-esteem and make them vulnerable to developing eating disorders. When you come from a family where everybody's tall and thin and beautiful, and then you're a little, you're a little pudgy, you're a little little dowdy, you know, a little on the overweight side, it, 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 can, it can wreck your brain. You know, you can look at your, your siblings and be like, wow, look at my sisters and my brothers. They look a certain way and why can't I? It, it's just, you, you have to know and your family and your friends around you have to tell you that you are special and that you are strong and that if you want to lose weight, you can. Like I just said, you can have a hamburger, you just can't have hamburgers seven days in a row. You know, if you want that Oreo cheesecake from the um, Cheesecake Factory, you can have a slice, but you can't eat the whole cheesecake. You know, things are in moderation. But when our self-esteem is low, and then we are, we're young, and we're impressionable, and we're seeing our celebrities on social media and on television, and in print media and all these places, it wreaks havoc. Young kids, young people, especially. You know, when I look at intervention on A&E, and sometimes those girls have eating disorders, you know, we're sitting there in our homes like, I couldn't do that. Or I, you, you, you don't know what a person has been through, or what a person has gone through, you know, that makes them feel that way. They may weigh 80 or 90 pounds, but to them on the inside, they weigh as much as I do. They weigh 280, 300 pounds. You know, you can't tell them that they're beautiful the way they are and that they're special, that they're loved. They just see that. They look at themselves in the mirror and just think they're fat, but when they're just bone. And a lot of that is control. Eating disorders I'm, I've been reading on and studying on are about control. And they usually develop from people who have had traumatic life experiences, normally molestation, abuse of some kind, whether it be physical, emotional, what have you. Um, it's a form of control. They have control over something that prior to that they didn't have control over, i.e., I can eat one grape and I'm full, and I can control that and I'm going to eat nothing else the rest of the day because I'm fat. This one grape has made me fat because they've had the traumatic experience in his or her life. They can control that grape. 
They can eat one grape one day and they can eat another grape another day or, or throw up, you know, to the point to where they're throwing up bile, excuse me, because they are in control and they can control how that happens. They don't, um, they're not at someone else's mercy or will. So what I've been reading and studying on is that a lot of people that have eating disorders, it's, it's out of control and just low self-esteem. I'm telling you people, self-esteem is a killer. You have to, you have to get that instilled into you at a young age and have it driven into your head. And you have to love yourself when no one else is going to love you. I'm telling you. Again, I said the eating disorder, the um, health and weight industry, the $7 billion industry, that's bananas. You know, I'm trying to have gastric bypass surgery, but I'm sharing with you all that I'm still drinking sodas and I'm eating and going to bed, not having real accountability. And then I want these people to cut my stomach down to the size of an egg, knowing that that'll transform my whole life. Not only will I be thin, but then the way that I deal with food and the way that I recognize food will also be completely shattered. And for those of you that don't know, gastric bypass is where they go in and they reroute your stomach. That's why it's normally called the ruin Y or gastric bypass or a gastric sleeve. We've seen Kelly Osborne had the gastric sleeve and she lost 80, 80 pounds. We've seen Adele on that, that particular diet that she was on. This is a British diet. And we've seen her lose the weight. We've seen, you know, Rebel Wilson you know, with her trainer and, you know, the way she has exercised and she has lost weight. We've, we, we've seen that, you know, and you're saying, well, Adrian, these are celebrities. They have access. It's, it, it, it's, all, it's all in how you see yourself and all in how you see small goals. Like I said with the sodas, I'm trying to wean myself off because if I go cold turkey from a soda, I know that I could be physically sick from that. So I have to wean myself off slowly and then, you know, find ways to combat the, when I'm, when I do become sick, when I do have those headaches and things, because I have tried to come off of sodas before and I have accrued some of the worst headaches known to man. And you have to be able to just be able to find a way to change that and fix that so that you're not as sick. But it's all about self-esteem. I just I cannot stress self-esteem, self-love, self-worth. No, I know that when you've been abused, you know, physically, emotionally, sexually, or, or however that's happened, you 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 don't know how to deal or how to, you know, compress all that inside of you. But what I am telling you is you tell somebody and you learn to love yourself. Find the little things about you that are special, that make you who you are. And I know that's hard, and that's why they talk about CBT therapy. It's some of the best therapy for weight loss. Not for weight loss. Well, it, it is good for weight loss to go to CBT. But for eating disorders, it is good to have CBT, to have psychotherapy, and meet with a nutritionist and a wellness counselor. Nutritionist are going to keep it real. They're going to tell you, you know, based on your body type, you can only have so much calorie intake a day or, 
you have to eliminate this from your diet or slowly eliminate that. They're not telling you, stop, quit. You can't have French fries, chicken wings, pizza, fried Oreos, you know, pork rinds, you know, hot chips anymore. What they will tell you is you have to have it in moderation and you may, after you've had a good week of exercising, not going to bed after you eat, reward yourself with one thing and be proud of yourself with that. And then once you can get that mastered, you can also start taking your money and doing other things for yourself, like buying little pieces of jewelry, getting your nails done, buying a cute pair of earrings. Everything doesn't have to be food related. And that's something that I'm learning as well. Everything that I do doesn't have to be food related. I can also do little things for myself, like buy, buy a cute piece of uh, jewelry or buy a pair of shoes or something as to where I would have taken that money and went and bought something to eat. I can, you know, go and take that money and do something else with it or just save it. That's another noble concept that I didn't think about. I could just save my money instead of spending it on earrings and shoes and jeans and things of that nature. But, you know, I think CBT, that cognitive-based therapy, is good because you can go to a therapist. They can give you a sense of direction, a sense of order, and give you small goals that you can talk about and you can work on as you go back to them each week or or every other week or monthly or however you go. That's why I, I am a proponent of therapy in all its forms. I am just a big proponent. I think that therapy is good. I think that talking to people outside of your circle, outside of your station also helps because you can talk to somebody and they can be a, a voice of reason as to where maybe you know, the people around you are too close or you're afraid to ask them because you're afraid of what their opinion might be. So that's why I think cognitive-based therapy is also good. And here's another one, helping yourself, you know, your lifestyle. We have, like I said, eating and going to bed. That's a no-no. Steer clear of troublesome reminders. You know, social media is one for me. That's a big trigger. So what you do is you stay off of social media and you find your book or you journal or you do other things, find other hobbies or other interests that don't trigger you. You know, if you're going to look at a documentary on Britney Spears and you see how, how Britney looks and she has all these tattoos and she has this great body, you know, after having two children and all this and things of that nature, if you know that's a trigger, then you don't watch that. I'm not telling you to be anti-Britney Spears, and that's not what I'm saying at all, because I'm a Britney Spears fan myself. But what I am saying is, if it triggers you back into negative eating patterns, then you may need to steer clear. Um, you know, again, media. But see, I, I thank God for people like Lizzo, Rebel Wilson, Adele, people who have lost weight in the natural, healthy way, especially Rebel Wilson. She dieted and exercised, and she looks really, really, really good. Adele dieted and exercised. She tried a, a different kind of diet. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, if it's the 
food diet. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I don't want to mispronounce it for anybody that's curious. But, you know, they did diet and exercise, and they just cut away those things. Like Adele, I think, was a smoker. I think she stopped smoking and things of that nature. And you just, you know, she said she wanted to be healthy for her son. She wanted to have a longer lifespan for her son. And there are lots of reasons that people lose weight for. Some people do it as revenge because they were picked on as kids, seen them episodes of Maury or whatever. And some people, they do it just because they want better health. They want better mobility. They want to be able to move around. They want to live long. They want to see their kids graduate high school, grandkids graduate from college. They just, my goal, one of the goals that I want, I want to be able to turn a cartwheel. I know that sounds very, very, very childish, but that's a goal that I have. I want to be able to turn a cartwheel. I haven't done a cartwheel since 1986. And I just want to be able to do a cartwheel. I haven't done a cartwheel since high school. And, um, you know, and again, just trying to get the eating under control, trying to not eat and go to bed is something that I struggle with. And so that's just one of those things that we, you know, triggers that we have. We have to not have those reminders. Again, I said social media, Britney Spears or or J-Lo. You know, you look at those type of people, Beyonce, and you, you you're like, they look good, but then they work hard at that. And that's, and that's something else, too. I want to be a devil's advocate. They have good bodies because they work at it. They didn't go to bed and someone sprinkled fairy dust all over them, and they woke up the next morning, and they just had these rock-hard abs and bodies. They had to give up a whole lot of things to get to that, get that body. But, you know, as I've noticed with Beyonce in the past five or six years, she's, she's slim thick. You know, she's had children, you know, she's had three children. So she's, you know, still got some of that mom, mommy body going on, but still she's, you know, in good enough shape. She can entertain you for two hours. And then again, Lizzo. Lizzo doesn't give a happy what you think. Big, tall, short, fat, whatever. Lizzo is just living her truth. I'm here for it. I love it. I appreciate it. She's very talented. She likes to take naked pictures, which makes me feel very weird. But um, she's just showing you that you can be a big girl and be beautiful and love yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I am so here for Lizzo and all that. I think that is so great. Huge Lizzo fan. Huge. I talked about the diagnosis. I talked about peer pressure. I talked about our environment. I talked about genetics. I talked about psychotherapy. Let's talk about medicine because that's something that I'm on too. You can take antidepressant and antipsychotropic drugs for eating disorders. Um, because a lot of a lot of psychotropic drugs like I take will also just they'll kill your appetite, which is not really good, but um they um just kind of clear your mind and give you a steady focus and you don't think about your weight so much. And a lot of uh, antidepressants increase your appetite, which is what I'm going through. A lot of what I take sometimes it will increase your appetite. So if your appetite's increased, you want to eat more. I know people that are on steroids that have asthma 
or um, COPD and things of that nature, take steroids. And I know steroids for a fact create um, people that want to eat. They make you just want to eat, 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 eat. Because I had a friend that was on steroids and she was so thin. She ate so much. It was crazy. She'd have like two Frosties and she'd have a cheeseburger and a baked potato. And normally she wouldn't even eat that much. Normally she would eat just a tomato sandwich, but she just started eating very slowly, very gradually, still healthy, still within a moderate range and not binging or purging herself, but she actually gained weight. So lots of medications, antidepressants, and antipsychotropic drugs will cause your increase in appetite, which will help, but you have to do it under the guise of a doctor. You can't go out here on the street and get no Adderall or no Ritalin or something that's going to increase your appetite. You have to do it under the care of a nutritionist and under um, a psychiatrist. So those are some things about eating disorders that I wanted to share with you guys today. I had a little bit of my soapbox, but I, I got off of that pretty quick. And I share a little bit of my journey with you. And again, I always want to thank all the viewers that come and watch the live. I want to thank people that go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and they go back in and listen to the replay. I want to thank people that go to the websites, the people that support me, people that support mental health, the mental health advocates such as myself. Um, again, I am the Adrian Michelle Freeman. And this is The Elephant in the Room, A Love Letter to Mental Health. You can find me at my website, safewithadrian.com. I am on Facebook and Instagram. I am The Elephant in the Room on Facebook and Instagram. And I am The underscore Adrian underscore Michelle underscore Freeman on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, I want to thank you all for watching and listening. Next week, we're going to talk about personal hygiene and our mental health. So be on the lookout for that episode next week, personal hygiene and mental health. Again, I want to thank everybody. I love you. I'll see you out there in social media land. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.